0: Guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Rate Active Podcast. My name is Rate J, and I'm a coach and the founder of Core 30. Today I really wanted to get stuck into some mental health strategies and tools that you can use to get you through this crazy global pandemic that we're all experiencing at the moment. Uh, if you're in Melbourne, you know we're about to go back into stage three lockdown as of tomorrow night, but you know, we just don't know how this is all going to play out and what's going to happen over the next few months or year or whatever it is. There's a lot of uncertainty and we really just don't know what's going to happen. So I think this is one of, in fact, I think this is the most important thing for our own health is to make sure that we are mentally healthy and that we have the tools and strategies that we can implement in our lives to make sure that we are staying are uh, stable emotionally and mentally so that we can get through this time and just feel like we are, you know, living life to the best that we can during this very unprecedented time. So I'm going to take you through some of the things that I do. I've implemented all of these into my daily life. This is; These are now rituals for me. I must do all of these things now that we are kind of living this COVID life. This is just a must. And I know that I have to do these things to make sure that Mentally, I stay pretty sane, but also to manage my emotions as well, because there's a lot of triggers that are going around. There's this underlying sense of uncertainty that we are you know, dealing with, even though, you know, sometimes you feel like you kind of feel like things are sort of going back to normal. There is this undercurrent of uncertainty that you still, even if you're not conscious of, you are dealing with unconsciously. So you really need to make sure that you prioritize your mental and emotional health. And these are the things that are really helping me to stabilize myself mentally and emotionally. Okay. So the first thing is to practice gratitude. I know you've probably heard this before, and it seems like a really waffly kind of thing to say. So this is a specific exercise you can do to practice gratitude. So I call it the three things exercise. We've done this through Core 30 in a previous round before, but this is something that I do every day. And I do more than three things, but if you do three things, that's at least a start. And I'll often do this if I have a partner. I often do this at nighttime with the partner, but this will be a morning thing, first thing in the morning, usually. So you want to think about three things that you are grateful for in your life and write them down, but also why you are grateful for those things. So for example, I might say something like, I'm really grateful for my home because it provides me with shelter and warmth and comfort and I feel safe there. So it could be something like that. It could be you have access to food, you have access to running water, anything that you may be grateful for in your life, it really helps us create this sense of abundance rather than lack. And when you have your mental state sort of coming from more of an abundance perspective, you definitely feel less uh, emotion or negative emotion around that. So you want to come in from a place of gratitude. The next thing that I do, so this will be, again, the next thing in the morning that I do is write a list of, you could call it affirmations, you could call it manifestations, but it's kind of you want to state things that you want to materialise in your life if they don't already exist. For example, I might say something like, I maintain my fitness and health through lockdown or something like that you want to make sure that you're saying it in the present tense and you can go through a whole bunch of different things, different areas of your life to make sure that you are covering off the things you're focusing on because you want to focus on the things that you do want to materialize or have in your life rather than, again, a sense of lack on things that you don't have. Okay. The third thing, obviously, I'm going to recommend is to move and you know, movement for me has always been more about my mental health than it has really. I mean, obviously physically it's amazing, but moving your body has always been something that I do more so for my mental health than anything else. And that's because if you want to break it down and let me, you know, kind of give you the reason why is because when you move your body, you're you're changing your physiology and when you change your physiology, you're shifting emotions and emotions are really just energy and motion. So when you shift that physiology, you're going to shift your emotions, you're going to come out with a more positive, more effective state. When you are feeling depressed or anxious, etc., this is a really great way to instantly kick you out of those more negative states and put you in something that's a little bit more positive and really get those endorphins going and that can really help you feel much, much better. So this conversation with me, you'll know that the reason why I am in the fitness industry in the first place is really more because movement to me is a state changer. And if you've been in my class before, you'll know that I often ask at the start of the class, where's your state at right now between a 1 and 10? And most of the time, people are coming in at a 4 or 5, you know, kind of so-so. And my goal as a coach is to get you to a 10 by the time you walk out of that class because moving your body is going to make you feel something different in your body. You're going to walk out of that class or walk out of that workout, walk out of doing, you know, your Core 30 workout, feeling so much better for it for moving your body. And so for me, movement has always been a lot more to do with state changing than it is about the physical movement. Obviously, yes, you wanna you know, create a certain uh, look or achieve a certain performance goal or fitness goal, but really when it comes down to it, mental fitness is, is where it's at, which I'll always, always recommend. So, the next thing we want to do also, number four, fourth little tip is meditation. So, I really love to meditate and I've mentioned this before, I usually use a guided meditation track only because I find it helps me just navigate my mind a little bit better and that's the thing that we want to quieten down. You'll notice that your mind has all these different chattery thoughts that pass through and... You know, if you can really observe those thoughts, then we can come to a place of being in a much more peaceful state. So you can do it through a guided meditation. Uh, you can also work through breathing. So specific breathing exercises. There's one that, you know, they use in the military, uh, Brene Brown um definitely also references it in her work. And a lot of other coaches, Tony Robbins, they all kind of reference this kind of breathing, which is simply just breathing in through your nose for four counts and then breathing out through your mouth for four counts. And if you just focus on the breath, this is going to really help you calm your state and change. Again, it's all about changing your physiology and your state and that in turn is going to change your emotions. Okay, so the next thing I do is uh, number five is journaling. I, I like to write a lot and for this particular exercise, you want to use it, I guess, as a mind dump, which is basically just stream of consciousness. You're going to get your pen and paper out or you can get your laptop out and type into your computer, Word document. You're just going to dump everything on the page. So whatever is going through your mind at that particular moment, get it out on the page. It really helps you clear your mind and get all of those thoughts out. When you read it back, it might not make any sense whatsoever, but that's not really the point of it. It's just more really to to get everything out of your head and to help you feel a lot clearer and your mind will feel a lot fresher for it. You know, if you are feeling like you're a bit anxious or worried or fearful or scared, all those thoughts are gonna come out on the page and you can kind of just leave them there and not pick them back up again. Cause you you have to also then you can be aware of your thoughts when you when you read them back off the page you are in essence uh, separate to your thoughts because you can literally see them on the page and you reading them back puts you in that position of being the observer of your thoughts, which is why I find writing so amazing for self-reflection and personal growth. Um, the next thing I have learned recently, if you've been following me on IG, I recently took a... Lovely, long-awaited holiday from IG. I took five days off and it was the most blissful five days of my life. Um, Now, I like to be on IG. I think it's a useful tool and especially, you know, to reach you guys and to provide some tools and information and inspiration and all that kind of stuff. So, 100%, I know that it's a a useful tool that we can have to reach you. It's a, a nice connection tool. However, I would suggest you be really conscious of your consumption. Um, I took five days off. I hadn't had a break from IG for like 18 months and it was just so amazing. And since then I've reassessed how much time I actually spend on Instagram Um which I've reduced it a lot. I've even reduced the amount of time that I spend putting content out as well. Um, I I like to keep in touch with you guys and make sure, you know, you've got what you need. But also, you know, for my own mental health and my emotional health, I need to – I've taken a step back from it just so that I can, you know, feel a little bit clearer and less clogged up with – shit essentially like you know I actually don't spend a lot of time consuming on Instagram Uh, whenever I'm on IG I'm producing content and putting it out there so I actually don't spend a lot of time scrolling through or looking at anything which is blissful for me Um, but You've just got to work out what that ratio is for you. I'd also suggest um, I did do a little stint on TikTok. You know, when lockdown first happened, with a little bit of fun doing those, you know, fun dances and whatnot. Uh, but in all honesty, uh, this is just my personal opinion about TikTok there's a lot of shit on there and you could spend freaking hours scrolling through rubbish content. And to be honest, I think a lot of the stuff on there, it's fun and entertaining, don't get me wrong. If you love TikTok, all power to you. For me, not so much. And I like to feed my mind with some things that are a little bit more useful for me in terms of my knowledge or growth or, you know, in terms of entertainment, it's great. But I definitely found that sitting on there and watching videos it just drained the life out of me. So again, just be conscious of what those media channels are doing to your mental health and then create some boundaries around that that will help you feel better about yourself and uh, in a better state. Uh, and the next thing I would suggest as well is to feed your mind with positive and empowering stories. So, you know, I like to read a lot, and most of the books that I read are, are mostly self-development or personal growth books because that's just what I like to feed my mind with. I've just have this, you know, natural interest in human behavior and self-reflection and growing. It's just, just, just what I've done. Just. Forever, I can't even remember a time when I wasn't reading these kinds of books. And so, you know, I'll have a stack of books by my bedside. I might be on one for a little bit and then I might switch to another. So I'm going to give you uh, – these are the books that are next to my bed right now. Um, and most of these or a lot of these are ones that I repeat read. So I might have read these already like several times, but I do find a lot of the information in them. Uh, you know, so helpful and so so useful. And, you know, you come back to information at different points in your life. You come back when you you know, are at a different stage of your development and growth. And so, you are a different person when you approach the material. So, you feel like, well, I definitely feel like when I read it again, I get another level of understanding because, you know, I'm a different person now. So, when I read it maybe three years ago or four years ago, I was different then and I took something different out of it. But now, you know, I've grown more and I understand myself better. And so, I have a, a better understanding or a new level at of understanding of the material that's in there. So I really love that part about these books. So here are a few. Um, this one I love, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. Um, awesome book. I've read this one probably five, six, seven times. Uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Um, if you feel like we're kind of going through hell right now in um, ISO, read this book. <laughs> um You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Now, that's this one is a classic, which again, I've read this one several times and there's always something new that you're going to pick up out of this one. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. The Courage to be Disliked. I can't even pronounce the the author's name. Ichiro Kishimi? I think that's right. Um, Rising Strong by Brené Brown. I love Brené Brown's work and I've read quite a few of her books, um, so... I I tend to read them over and over. Crushing It by Gary V. These are just a few that I am currently going with at the moment. I have a whole bunch then down next to the um, bedside table. Um, I think Eat, Pray, Love is in there. There's a few. But I kind of rotate through and um, there's always something to be learned from the pages in these books. I take notes, which is why I have a lot of notebooks as well. So, you know, when you're learning about things, um, it's always good to write things down. It helps you retain the information. And also, you know, just because you've got that sort of um, visual aid as well when you're writing it through, it helps you retain it. So they are my top tips for... Making sure that your mental health is on point. And, you know, the reason why I feel like this is so important is because, in all honesty, all of the work that I do, whether it's in the studio or outside the studio, it, whether it's in a training session or in a class or doing an online workout or whatever, everything that I do actually is to serve your mental fitness and your mental health because I actually think that. Your mental health and your mental fitness is key. That is where it's at because, you know, the way that you perceive the world, the way that you perceive yourself, the way that you perceive experiences that you go through is how you live your life, it's how you experience the world. And so if you cannot control, your mind so your thoughts if you cannot control your state you know your emotional state if you cannot control your your behaviors then we are really sort of lost and taken in unconscious behaviors that are creating experiences that perhaps aren't as positive as we would like them to be so you know you really want to be self-aware reflect back on your on your thoughts, on your beliefs and the way that I would sort of frame it in the way that I sort of see it is that, you know, These are the key things when you're talking about mental health. You want to understand how you're talking to yourself, which are essentially your thoughts and your beliefs. You want to understand your state, which includes your physiology, how your body feels, what's going on in your body. And you want to understand your emotions and therefore understand your actions. They all kind of lead into each other. But where it really is at is that communication to yourself, how you talk to yourself, how your mind is creating thoughts. And then how that translates into your state, yeah, your emotional state, because that is really gonna that's what's going to inform your experience of the world. So hopefully all of these tips and strategies have helped you guys. Try them out and see how they work for you. You can always adjust them if you need to. These are things are rituals that I do every day to make sure that I stay on point in terms of my mental health. Obviously, there are going to be times where you just flip and you might have an emotional reaction or something happens that is out of your control. But if you can be aware of those thoughts that come in, then you can make that conscious shift of your thoughts to change your emotions and to change how you feel about any situation, whether it is in your control or not. So hopefully this has helped you guys and I will catch you on the next episode of the Rach Active Podcast.